I remember my son coming to me when he was five and he said to me, mommy, I think you love your boss more than you love me. (laughs) That was my driving force to why I had to start my own company. But I know people who are like, yes, two weeks off is great. And I'm like, okay, Friday, TGIF. Woo. Oh, good thing. It's 5 PM. I'm ready for that glass of wine every night. You know, that to me isn't time freedom. I just feel like, what is the freedom if I don't have the resources to fully enjoy the freedom? Freedom to me isn't permission to be off. Welcome to the Inner Feminine Beast Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to be the highest version of yourself that has the power, strength, courage, and clarity to claim the life you desire and have it emerge through here in the physical. This podcast will empower you to use the laws of the universe and align with your intuition, create big wins in business by teaching you winning sales strategies and wealth practices, my secrets to healthier relationships, better health, and living like the fierce woman you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant, a dedicated student to metaphysics, a self-made millionaire, and a CEO. Let's get it going and unleash your inner feminine beast. Hello, hello, IFB. Okay, so in this podcast, you know, I love to teach you value-based content. I love to give you step-by-step training so that you can really skyrocket your revenue when it comes to achieving six and seven-figure sales in your online business, right? But what I also like to do is obviously introduce you to some of the amazing women that I'm connecting with on the internet to hear our conversations and to be able to really tap in, tune in, and to and accept the invitation to rise to the frequency of the woman who's getting shit done. I also love to open up my world, my mindset, the work that I've done, and also the conversations that I'm having behind the scenes. And that's exactly what today is about. When I see a pattern or things coming up consistently, I know that it is not a coincidence, right? So this conversation came up twice this week, and therefore I knew it was my next podcast episode. (laughs) Today is really talking about the difference of being an employee versus being the CEO of your own business. And perhaps this may be you. You may be a woman who is a full-time employee and you're considering jumping in full-time to start your online business. Maybe you're a woman who just completely jumped in to being a full-time CEO and your number one goal is to not go back to being an employee for someone else's business, right? A lot of my clients are both of these uh, categories, or perhaps you may be like me where you've been developed and up and running now, but you can remember being that woman and being in that place. So this conversation today is just going to help you to understand where you're at, where you want to be, perhaps where you were, and most importantly, to get your light bulbs going, get your wheels spinning in your head and to be able to really understand what it takes. And again, this is just a fun conversation that I feel is important to have. Now, I think it's really important to state as an entrepreneur that I fully, fully believe that there is absolutely 100% nothing wrong with having a job, with having a career, with being an employee. 
I couldn't imagine having my company without my employee. You know, I remember being an employee and there's so many benefits of it and so many things that I loved and one million gazillion percent, the ups, the downs, the everything in between, it has completely prepared me for the skills, the mindset um, to get to where I am now as a CEO. So I just wanted to talk about this. There is no good. There is no bad. It's just an open conversation to kind of think about it from the perspective of a woman who really climbed the corporate ladder, multiple corporate ladders to get to the very top to either, you know, quit to get fired and then to ultimately start my own company, which has been very successful, um, you know, creating multiple six figures in my first six months of starting. So let's talk about all the different ins and outs and everything in between as a fun, open conversation. So again, there's nothing wrong with being an employee. I think it's a wonderful thing. And many of you listening are like, yeah, I know. And that's why it's hard for me to get started. I'm so comfortable here. Um, you know, I like what I do. There's nothing wrong with it, but I also just have this desire. I have this bigger pooling. I know that there's more for me and I can completely relate to that. I remember, you know, being recognized nationwide for leading my sales team to number one, when I was 23 years old, working for the biggest bourbon company in the world, I was one of four women in my position. And I was the youngest by like 20 plus years, at least. So at my sales team that I trained, everyone had children my age. It was, you know, great recognition. It was great practice, learning to forecast, learning to budget, really making sure to manage the team and give them the proper tools and programs to build the right relationships. And of course, to hit our sales goals, making sure that the suppliers are happy, the distributors are happy, that all the accounts all over the region, hotels, casinos, restaurants, bars, like liquor stores are all happy. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And I'm happy that I learned it. But I just remember at a certain point that, you know, when you feel like you hit the top and, or you can see looking at your leadership team, where the top is asking yourself, is this really where I want to be? When I got for me, particularly into the wine and spirits world, I remember it was sexy. I remember it was cool. I remember going from party to party and traveling and getting dolled up. And I didn't even mind having meetings before the meetings, before the big meeting, you know what I'm talking about? Like the one that the big bosses come in and everybody's practicing to make sure they're perfect. Um, it made me feel important. I loved being part of a team. I loved, I even liked getting dressed up and, and going in person. I kind of miss that sometimes. Yeah. Right now, as I'm recording this, I'm completely in jean shorts and like no shoes on. That's nice too, but I do miss my heels and things once in a while, you know, but I do remember even when I was up to the very top at a young age, I felt like, is this what I meant to do? Is this why I'm on the planet? Is this why God gave me life? Is this the life that I meant to live? And to be honest, my answer was no. There's a lot of cool things about being in that industry, in the wine and spirits industry. I love the art of, you know, of wine and especially the heritage of bourbon. I'm a proud American woman. I have um, certification through the court of masters as an interest on Like I love the art and history of it all, but there are a lot of dark sides to that industry too, as you can imagine, you know, there's alcoholism. There is when people are drinking, they're not in the right mind, you know, witnessing adultery and just like some of the bootlegging and spammy kind of stuff. Like it's like, Oh, there's kind of an icky vibe to it too. And yes, there's glam and, you know, sparkly, but I just felt like, I don't think selling booze is why God put me on the planet. 
<laughs> I felt important. My, my degrees that I went to school for where I had, you know, degree in marketing, minor in advertising from the University of Delaware, it prepared me for that. But I just felt like there has to be more. I think that's really hard. You know, like at 18 years old, are we really supposed to know what we're supposed to do for the rest of our life? I sure as hell didn't. And I always joke around, but I, I changed my major four times in college. And I literally, I'm young now as I record this, I'm 34. I had a flip phone in college, y'all. Like literally, like how am I supposed to learn marketing with social media to even exist? And now that's what my whole company is, right? So things are changing and we're allowed to change too. And when you feel the pool, my goodness, I promise you it doesn't go anywhere. So if you're considering making the leap, like let's talk about it, right? Let's let's think about it. Or if you already made that leap, I want to remind you again what it takes to keep it going. Keep it going. So when it comes to having an employee position, you absolutely can create an amazing income. 100%, you can impact other people's lives. 100%, you can have an amazing schedule that creates time freedom in your life. These are all things that are benefits, obviously, of being an entrepreneur. But for me, and when I think about it, being an employee, Yes, I created more income, especially more than my friends because I was so young, but I just remember also feeling capped or arguing with people about what I earned in my commissions or, you know, really having to go above and beyond for bonuses that weren't even that like rewarding, to be honest, as far as financially speaking. Now there's other benefits of it as well, you know, but for me, the reason I worked, to be honest, was for money. And I remind when I'm coaching my clients, your team, they want to be bought in. They want to feel like they have a purpose. We want to tie their dreams into the vision of our company, not just have it be our dream being put on them. But at the same time, you have to remember your employees, the number one reason why they are here is for money. <laughs> All right. So money is a good thing. It's a tool. But at the same time, for me, I was always hungry, hungry, uh, ready, money hungry. There we go. I can talk. <laughs> but I think it's important to really think about why we're doing things. Money is never just the answer, but money is a means to be able to get to where you want. And my why, when I was an employee, was always to be more present with my family and to be able to support them. And to be honest, I felt like I was working so much. And at the same time, the money was nowhere where I needed it to be to truly have that freedom, right? But I mean, at the same time, I was making good income, right? that was when I was the bourbon manager and I've, that was my first corporate position. I then went into become a, an executive uh, senior sales manager for an online business consulting where my whole online coaching world kind of opened up to me. When I was in that position, I was making multiple, multiple, multiple six figures. And yet it still felt like for what I had in store, what I had in my mind and my vision, it still wasn't enough. It was hard for me because I was training women to have multiple seven and eight figure businesses, yet I was only making multiple six. You know, it was kind of difficult when I thought about it that way. But at the same time, some people are completely okay with multiple six. And I, and that's awesome. Like there's, I, that's great money. It really is. But it's just, what do you want for yourself? You have to know what do you want and why? Nobody really just wants money. No one, we think that until we get it. And we realize, oh, it wasn't money. Money's is a means to what though? What is your, what is your, what, what is your, why? I had a previous mentor at one time and I want to quote him because um, he shared this with me, Yaya Bakar. 
he said to me, Cynthia, if your why doesn't make you cry, then you are living a lie. And as I was saying, I was talking to not only my husband this week about this conversation, but a good friend um, that I was having lunch with. We were seeing rooftops. <laughs> I hope I don't do it now. Maybe I will. She says, Cynthia, what is your why? What are you doing? What do you want and why? And I can sit here and honestly say that for me, sales has saved my life. I've been able to make more income than I could possibly ever imagine. Not only have I changed the life of myself, my family, but I've supported so many women to dream bigger than they could even imagine. And the thing is, when you make money, the reason is because you're changing lives. It means you're getting clients. And I know your coach is going to be committed to getting your clients' results. So that's why it's so special. And when I have women come to me and say, Cynthia, it's been six months since I've made a sale and I made $15,000 in the first 15 days of working with you. Like that is my why. Do you get that? When I have women say, Cynthia, this month of working with you, I did 50% of the sales I did in the entire last year. And then their husband comes to me and they say, Cynthia, thank you for believing in her when I didn't. Like that is my why. Do you understand? And when you have women who say, Cynthia, I've been in the industry for six years and I did a great speaking business. When this whole COVID shit happened, like my world flipped up down and I thought I was ready to quit. But when you got there behind me, I had my first, not only multiple five-figure month, but five-figure days in one month of working with you, that is why I do this. I could never have done that for other people hiding behind a corporation. And so when I have clients get results like that, and when you have clients get results like that, no matter what you do, you give, my goodness, you're allowed to receive, but you really have to ask yourself, what is your why? And what, what are you here for? Right? So some of us are like, I am here for totally just being chill. And I like, you know, having things like more easy because truly it is something more easy. Um, that's fine. And that's totally cool. Or some people think like, I, you know, I don't necessarily need to be the leader. Like that's pressure. And I want to, you know, be part of the bigger vision. Like that's, thank goodness. Like we all have a place. So yes, both are good. It's not this or that, like both are good. But I just want to remember, like when you are doing this, like really think of whatever you do, do it well, be the best. If you're an employee and you have a position, like be the best, right? So if you feel like you're being the best and you have that feeling of more then I'd love to have you explore, perhaps taking that leap, taking that leap. So 100%, you can create great, great income in a job. But I can seriously tell you that I've made way more, way more, way more being an entrepreneur. And I've taught my clients to as well. Um, I think too, sometimes that is one of the biggest reasons why people don't take the leap. It has a name and it's called the golden handcuffs where it's like, I make so much money now. If I started a business, I know it would take a long time to get there. And you're right. But there's this thing that I believe in and I I'll do the short version, but I call it feather brick bus. I'm just telling you, if you have the desire to start a business and you put it out there and God hears and knows, um, 
just listen to the signs in the universe <laughs> because you'll get a little feather saying, see, this opportunity is in front of you. This person's asking for your help. You could help them now, but you're like, no, no, no. I'm too busy, God. I'm too busy, universe. I'm too busy doing this. This is not, that's the feather. You can ignore the feather. That's fine. But once you ignore the feather, which is literally your desires showing up and manifesting in front of you as opportunities, but you're saying no to them, what happens is then you get the brick. You can imagine the brick is a little bit tougher, right? Than the actual feather. It's kind of like all of a sudden you start noticing things get difficult at work. And all of a sudden, you know, people aren't valuing you or respecting you quite as much, or they're starting to be like, just confrontation or just, it doesn't feel as good, or you don't feel as lit up or you're starting to get bored with what you're doing, or the, the company is changing their vision and you, you don't feel quite as aligned or things aren't as solid as they used to be, or, you know, you know what it's like, well, that's the brick. And you can have an opportunity come in front of you where all of a sudden they, somebody's like, no, I'd love to hire you and work with you. But you're like, ah, oh, that would take too much of my time. And I feel better here. And I got a good thing going on. Well, you ignored it again. So what happens is after the feather, then there's the brick. Well, guess what comes next? The bus. You know what the bus is? Wham! <laughs> this is when all of a sudden, literally, what do they say? Fit hits the sham. Like, that's how it is. Um, for me, it was getting fired. For many of my people, it's, um, you know, just everything gets out of whack at work. Like you get a new boss, the CEO quits, like they change every rule. Um, they cut half your salary. And then they say, this is why, like, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. And that's when you're like, okay, I think I have to look at things differently. Are you willing to see things differently? I promise you, if you have a desire, if you don't fulfill it, what happens is it doesn't matter what it is in life, especially, you know, but we're talking specifically about a career change or starting your own business. It won't go it won't go away. It's going to continue to pop up again and again and again. And your job is to really ask yourself, what is your why? And are you willing to consider this? Um, you have to be solid in your decision. So again, 100%, you can create amazing income and 100%, you can create an amazing impact. So for me, let's say, you know, even when I was selling booze, right? Like it's fun to call it that, but wine and spirits, you know, are you creating an impact, Cynthia? Is that really an impact? Is that a positive impact? Well, for me, yeah, it was because I was helping business owners. I wasn't just somebody that took their order. I was consulting them on how to make more money, helping my clients. And I had hundreds of different um, accounts. I was looking at each one of them and supporting them and making more in their business, which helps their families and really helped them to be more positive at work, which created a better environment to people to go to. I also think, you know, anything that you sell, you have to be ethical. So I was always responsible with, uh, with the sales that I was making and understanding what it was, but especially when I got into my corporate position of teaching sales and managing sales teams, first of all, my team, I was training all of them to make more commissions than ever before, teaching them the art of social selling and helping them to master that certainly created an impact for them. And then also for all of these students that we taught. I'm not kidding. I would go live on a zoom and we'd have like 700 people on these calls where I was training them and all of their sales teams. That's a lot of people that is definitely creating an impact. And I don't take that lightly. I'm so grateful that I went through that experience, but I will tell you, even though I was creating impact, I constantly felt like I was hiding behind someone else's brand. A brand is the essence of your soul. And yes, I think you can completely make your own brand underneath a corporate brand, 
but it's still under that umbrella of somebody else's vision, somebody else's face, somebody else's dreams, and really their their decision too. Every time I taught sales, I taught it my way, but it was definitely held back. It was definitely restricted. Um, the person I worked for, for instance, she was very in her masculine, which is, you know, it worked for her, but it was all about like conviction. It was all about um, just business and boardrooms and looking super professional and like ugh, blazers. <laughs> for me, sales, when I was doing it and had to teach it was really about intuition. It was about service. It was about really kind of being your feminine at the same time of, you know, building those relationships. It's an emotional connection. It's not convincing people. It's conveying your message and standing your truth. It's not pitching to people. It was about inviting people to plug in. It was not about manipulating and getting the sale. It was about supporting someone and their success. And so, yes, I could say those things, but I didn't want to cross or like not have everybody feel like I was opposing to the company that I represented, you know? So yes, I got amazing sales. But honestly, if you saw me back then, it was only just a taste of what I could truly offer when I was the full embodiment of my brand, of my company, and could fully express myself with my voice. So yes, I made an impact, but was it my life purpose impact? Was it showing up fully? For me, the answer was no, right? So that I think is the most important part of what I do. My goodness, I love money. I do. <laughs> I think money is a beautiful thing. When I make money and I make a sale, I'm like, yay, woo, this is awesome. I have a new client that I can support and I cannot wait to help her to get to the end result and to impact lives, right? But here's the thing. When my client gets a sale, my husband comes up to me. He's like, you're crying. Are you okay? Did you, wait, is that good? You got a sale? I'm like, no, my client did. When my clients make sales, oh my God, listen to me. I am the happiest woman in the world. Oh, that is what I live for. That is what I live for. And so that impact is, is the best feeling in the world. And I don't feel I could ever have done it. It's not necessarily hiding, but being behind a different brand. So both work, but it just depends on how far you're willing to take it. And if you feel that pool, just know it's not a coincidence. 100%, you know, you can have freedom in a, um, in a corporate world. And I hear this is possible. <laughs> I personally did not experience it. And maybe that's because I'm in sales for sales. You know, it was always like, if they needed you, like it's the driving force of any business. If you're not making sales, you can't get marketing. If you have, have sales, you're not hiring employees. If you don't have sales, there's nothing in the budget to do anything. So sales is like, your literally bread and butter is what feeds the company. So it was so important. And that's also a reason why salespeople, I feel are paid the most out of everybody in a corporate position because their work is so important. And because it's so difficult to do, you have to be persistent. You have to be willing to take a million no's and you have to be willing to be on the clock whenever in corporate position. When I was doing social selling, if somebody was in Australia and they only could take a call at two in the morning, I would do it like crazy. Right. But I would actually do that. And so, um, I mean, I have missed so many of my kids trick-or-treating and New Year's Eve, I've missed all the time. Why? Because it was the last day of the month, the 31st. So freedom really wasn't a thing for me. <laughs> um, I remember working 16 hour days. I remember, um, oh my gosh. I remember my son coming to me when he was five. And he said to me, mommy, I think you love your boss more than you love me. 
Oh, she, that was my driving force to why I had to start my own company. But I know people who are like, yes, two weeks off is great. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> um, you know, Friday, you know, TGIF, woo. Oh, good thing. It's 5 PM. I'm ready for that glass of wine every night. You know, that to me, isn't time freedom. There are people that I know that have like a month off, you know, um, bless the souls in Europe. Oh my goodness. Um, I have some clients over there who I was visiting when I was in Scotland and they were explaining to me that every six weeks they have some kind of break. I think maybe it has something to do with the weather there <laughs> because it's so like gloomy. They want to make sure people are like taking care of themselves. Um, I live in sunny Florida, so that's not a thing, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like what is the freedom if I don't have the resources to fully enjoy the freedom, you know? But that's my thoughts and it's not for everybody, but that's what this conversation is about. And so you, some people are really happy with two weeks off. Some people, you know, like their summers off. But freedom to me is in permission to be off. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> so, I mean, again, there's benefits though. Like it's not for everybody. And I think it's a thing. I think like, we just need to like, be honest when we're entrepreneurs, like it's not about bullying people about that. They should do it. I'm never here to convince people to do something they don't want to do. And that's why I think this conversation is important. Is it right for you? And I don't think being an entrepreneur makes me better than anybody else, but I do think it makes me different. I do think that entrepreneurs are willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do. And that's why we get to live lives that other people don't get to live. But I feel like as entrepreneurs, we're sometimes judged also. There's been so many times that I've been called lucky. Oh, Cynthia's just so lucky. And that used to piss me off so much. Now I kind of just giggle at it. If you had any idea behind the scenes about what I've gone through, I like to say, of course, it's not butterflies in Prince Charming's and rainbows. That is not what it is. Um, I've done more soul searching. I've done more investing. I have done so much inner work that I never would have done if I was just coasting on other people's dimes and structures and, you know, in their businesses. So, I mean, the a benefit of being an employee is to be honest, like the decisions don't cost you money, right? Like if something goes wrong, it's like, oh man, our company messed up. That sucks you know, and as an entrepreneur, to be honest, I will tell you that I cannot imagine getting to where I was if I didn't invest in the things that I do. And I'm not just talking about mentorship, 100% that's part of it, but you do, it costs money to run a business and you don't always know how it's going to turn out, but you have to be willing to feed your baby and you have to be willing to put the time and energy into it. So I think a lot of times people think that if you start an online business, it's just like, oh, great, no overhead. And I have minimal overhead, but it's not like literally just hit a live button and you make a post and all of a sudden, like you have this thriving business. Like you have to, to purchase the, the equipment behind the scenes, the platforms, the, um, you have to honestly, to get to where you need to be. It took me a while to hire my first person really, but to get where I am now, you have to build that team. And that is something you have to invest in. I, I can honestly say, and this is so bonkers to think, but since October, and the reason I bring up October is because, um, that was when I hired a coach of mine. I've had two since then, um, as I'm recording this in July, but I think between my mentors and the support I've got from, 
uh, experts, like contractors and things of that sort, I've easily have invested now $150,000 in cash since October. So October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. So we're looking at like nine, 10 months, $150,000 in just getting support from other people. (laughs) That does not count like advertisements because if we want to do that, that'd be so much more. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. There's a lot. (laughs) I should probably have this in front of me, but that's not for the faint of heart. But if you're going to make millions, that's what it takes. 100%. Would you invest $150,000 if it helped you make seven figures any day? But can you trust in yourself to be the person that earns us seven figures? That's the thing, right? So, I mean, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. And for some people, it's not what they ever want to do or be involved with. But some people are like, hell yeah, I'm willing to take that risk to get that big reward. And sometimes big risks equal big failures. And that's a big part of being an entrepreneur is you're going to fucking fail. But it's not the end all. Are you willing to fail so that you can learn from it? Because if you're not making moves, it means that you're just comfortable. (laughs) And really all growth comes from being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So it's actually far more dangerous to stay where you're at especially as an entrepreneur, than to go make a move and get it wrong. Now that you got it wrong, you know never to make that move again. What worked, what didn't, and what are you willing to do differently so that you can live the life that other people can't live? Yeah, it's a lot of conversation here. It's a lot of things to think about. But I think too, you know, so obviously you're constantly making decisions. That's all I do. My job is a decision maker. <laughs> That's what I do all damn day. I'm constantly pivoting. I'm deciding on who to hire, uh, you know, who to fire sometimes that's not easy. Um, where to invest, where to cut back, what to offer, what to say, what to do to support so much more every single day. I'm literally, if I was to say what I do, I just make decisions (laughs) and making decisions for some people is really hard. It's mindset and it's really just practice, 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 but being willing to do that work. You know, so making decisions is definitely a part of, um, you know, something that can be difficult or something to be good. It depends on how you look at it. Being on a salary for some people, that's like the best part of being an employee. For me, I never wanted that. Even when I was in management, I constantly did my own sales calls anyway. I constantly was working the sales because I know commissions is where it's at. If you are an, uh, an entrepreneur, you really only have commissions. Like, Yeah, you can eventually pay yourself salary, but like, here's the thing. If you're not making sales, then you're not getting paid. Okay. So you have to be comfortable with the commission framework. And a lot of people are like, I would never do that. I love my paycheck that is consistently the same year after year, year after year that goes up a hundred dollars or two or three every single year, just a little bit, you know, like, but some people like, that's where I want to be. That feels comfortable. Um, Even my employees, like they are on salary, but they get commissions also. And they're really fueled and motivated by the commission because that's what we need for our company to thrive. So it's really a mindset check. Like, are you willing to do that? Or is it better to be this way? There's no right, there is no wrong. It just depends on who you are and what you want. And so, I mean, I can certainly see people that I know that make six figures in a salary position. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so nice. Because today I decide what to offer. Today I have to decide to show up. Today I have to do this fully and it on me. But creating multiple six and seven figures <laughs> is way more fun for me. 
Because I know that I trust in myself, that I trust in this work, and I know that I'm supposed to do this, and I make it about serving and supporting others. So, but of course, but of course, um, you know, I think too, I'll just be real. As an employee, I feel like you stress less. And my goodness, I stressed in my employee position. Being a manager is really difficult. Everything comes on you. You have to hit the goal. If you don't, off with your head. And also your team is being reprimanded. It sucks. But it's definitely not the same when it's your business. And I think I've done so much work on this. A lot of that investment that I'm talking about was for mentors to help me to understand how to deal with the pressure, to deal with the stress, how to allow myself to be supported, how to delegate really well, and really more than anything, to realize I'm not fully in control, to allow God to support me. <laughs> you know, like I think that's like the most interesting thing because that's what's gonna help you release the pressure. But I think when anything is yours and it's your face on there and they're your clients and they're investing in you, it's a lot different than being behind somebody, you know, being behind a corporation. So the pluses, the minuses, the things in between, just talking big picture here. What is, but is that stress something you're willing to work on? And are you understanding that it's because you're going for it? Like it's part of it. And it is something you can overcome and will overcome if you decide to see it through. I think too, um, talking about that, that support, support is something as an employee, you get a lot of, you very often have a management team that's there for you. You have an HR department that's there for you. You have, um, just so many things, even like insurance for many of us, right? That was always good. Um, the, the, the training manuals, the things like, there's just other people. You have a team of people. You have someone to talk to that's going through it with you. And as an employee, um, you're surrounded by that. But as an entrepreneur, when you look at an organizational chart, where are you? You are up top. So even if you have a big team, it's lonely up top. You're the only person up there. And honestly, that's why I've invested in so many group programs. That's why I believe in the power of proximity and I consistently have connection calls and I meet women all over the world because I connect with them in this little box because I need someone to lean on. They need someone to lean on. We need to know that we're not alone, that we can do this together. And that's the beauty of the internet. I'm so grateful. I thank God every single day for the internet for connecting me to women who are doing the damn thing. And personally, that's why I offer group coaching. And even when you're a private client of mine, you have access to my group coaching so that you know you're not alone. We all need each other and we're better together, but it's definitely different doing it through a box versus being in person with people. I do miss that aspect. And as much opportunity as I can to be with people in person, whether it's my local meetups or my in-person events, VIP days, or even just traveling to have girl time um, or visit my uh, girlfriend's retreats and things to support them. I'm all about it, right? I'm all about it. So that's the other aspects. But the idea is, this is something I want you to think about. Ideally, you can do both. That's an IFB mentality. It's not this or that. You can do this and that. And if you're able to, I suggest that you do, but with the clarity of what the end result is and staying focused on that no matter what. Um, what I have many clients. I have many clients that are leaping from corporate into their online world. And I will say this, 
I'm not somebody that had absolutely zero dollars and then started my online company. I had a lot of experience in executive positions that gave me the confidence, that gave me the life skills, that gave me the work skills, that gave me really the big picture of what it was going to take in the field that I wanted to do. But I also realized from the get-go, it's not just pushing that live button. There are moves that need to be made. There's things that need to go into it. Now, I was fired from my corporate position, which kind of made me do this, right? Again, pain pushes until vision pulls. But I love to encourage women who don't have to make the move per se because they're fired or they, you know, um, quit immediately, like to do both. Don't wait until that happens. Like get started now and be proactive and learn how to not necessarily balance. I don't like balance, but like harmonize between the two, transition between the two. And 100%, I think it's absolutely smart to create the right structures, to have the right strategies, to have the plan, and then gracefully glide over. It doesn't work for everybody that way, but I mean, it's something to think about. But I think more than anything, just remind yourself of the golden handcuffs, remind yourself of what it's going to take and remind yourself of the why, because when it gets bumpy, and I promise you it will, what's going to keep you still moving? And do you have somebody there holding you accountable? Do you have somebody in your life that can lead by example because they've done it? Um, supporting you 100%. I always have a mentor. Um, and if your mentor doesn't have a mentor, then I would really reconsider a new mentor <laughs> because that's a part of it. You have to be with people. You need that support. But again, it's about that income. It's about that impact. And it's about the freedom. That's really what it is. And I know that's kind of like a fluffy way of saying it and very watered down, but the income, I'm just telling you as an entrepreneur, in my first year, I had multiple $50,000 days. Okay. I've had six figure weeks. <laughs> like, and we're not even fully done our third year. That's what I made like almost an entire year in some of my corporate executive positions. Right. Like when you really take that chance and you go big and you don't just dip your toe, but you cannonball all the way in. Those are the kind of results you can get when your energy is behind it, when you know you're doing your God-given work, when you're focused on serving other people and you have the right strategy behind it. Like I am willing to leave that life behind where I was ignoring my children, you know, <laughs> for that kind of income where now I'm so much more present with them because I'm talking about the freedom, the freedom. It's just wild to me. Um, as long as you have the right infrastructure, you can have so much freedom. And this is one of the things that many of the women come to me on day one of starting my company. I knew that having time freedom was the most important thing to me. I mean, my company culture, very strict about that. Like we are done at 5 PM in my, my company, you know, I will message you because something's on my mind, but you don't have to get back to me. We create platforms to communicate on that are not, um, invasive. Okay. When you're enjoying your private life. I really lead by example. And I think it's wonderful when I take weeks off at a time, my clients are never angry about it. I'm very communicative. Uh, I set the expectations and they always say to me, wow, thank you for leading by example on how this is possible. And many of my multiple seven figure clients, colleagues, friends, they come to me and they're like, how do you do it? Like I'm making more money than ever before, Cynthia, but how are you going on 10 day vacations? How do you have three day work weeks where you only work like two, three hours a day? How are you only coaching your clients two days on the entire month? Like, how are you always having four day weekends? How is it? I can ask you to be somewhere. And you're always there. Like I see you going from Croatia to Los Angeles to meeting girlfriends in Disney, and then being off for another week with your clients all in one month. 
that's this month, by the way. Yes. Yes. It's possible, but it's big picture thinking. And I'm telling you that is my number one is my time freedom. I think it's because I was so royally and mentally like fucked when it came to my corporate as far as time. And like I said, some people, employees, they love the time freedom. I just haven't personally witnessed it. So that's something I really made sure as an entrepreneur, I was putting my foot on the ground. I was putting my stake, you know, there that I am definitely having time freedom more than I ever imagined. I, I still can't believe what we created and how well it, it is like a, a beautiful, well, little machine where everybody's feeling supported. Everybody's feeling happy, but I just have so much freedom. And honestly, I think it's because this little box that fits in my back pocket, I can do my job on. Like I can do everything from my cell phone, my calls, my copy, run my social media, talk to my team, write my ideas. Like it's, I think we're in the best industry in the world, having service-based businesses online. It's so amazing. And you can reach, again, I have to like Google where some of my clients are from. I know obviously US and Australia and Canada, mostly UK. But when we started talking about like Sylvania and Estonia, those are the ones that I was like, okay, I need my son because he's really good at geography or I need to Google. <laughs> like, it's cool. You can reach so many people. And that's the other thing, like that impact that we were talking about. Again, you can support people behind and underneath the umbrella of another person's brand, but when it's truly your voice and your mission, and you're living your God-given purpose, selling the way you want to sell to the people you want to work with, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. So again, it's, it's not for everyone. There's benefits to both. There's negative to both. My advice though, looking back is really more than anything, that if you're willing to make that leap, you're going to have to take sacrifices. You're going to have to truly do a lot of inner work. In fact, when I work with any of my clients, it is so much more mindset and alignment, energetic alignment than even the strategy systems and structures. So I promise you, it is not what you do. It is who you are when you do it. I can teach you all the strategies and systems to scale to some figures and beyond for sure. But it's not going to work if you're not really aligned with your why and with your inner feminine beast, that version of you that has the courage, the power, the strength, the clarity to get this shit done and to see it through. It is not just being spiritually aligned and meditating and, you know, having that great relationship with God or your higher power, whatever you like to name it. That is important, but it's also, you know, taking that action for sure. It's really understanding that. You have to be willing to do what other people are willing to do, but I am willing because I get to live this life. I know I'm meant for it. I don't believe I'm meant for it. I know that I'm meant for it. I know that I'm supported and I know that I'm not meant to be an employee. <laughs> like, I don't think I stayed at any job for more than two years, whether I just got tired of it, wanted to quit, wasn't aligned with it, or I got fired. And all of that happened to get me to where I'm at now. So just remember, it's not just rainbows and butterflies and Prince Charmings, but it is your choice. And if you decide to do it, you have to commit and you have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself. Self-trust is the number one tool that you need. You have to be willing to move. You have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to get out of your head and not judge and label things, but really be good at observing. Because things go wrong all the time and you just need to learn from it. So you can't take things personally. You just have to be willing to get feedback and learn from it and keep moving. 
But if you are somebody who's like, yes, 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 yes. Like I know that I'm meant for more. Yes. I know I'm willing to commit. Yes. I know that I'm ready to create more impact than ever more money and have this time freedom that you talk about Cynthia, like I'm all in, then I want to encourage you to really get that kind of support, you know, whether it's with somebody else or with us, I'd love for you to just make sure that you feel like you're not alone. That's the biggest part is getting that support and working with a mentor helps you to hyperspeed because you learn from the mistakes. See, I'm a great mentor because I suggest to you not only what to do, but what not to do. And the reason is because I've done it all, but not just that really make sure that when you're working with somebody, they're not telling you this is the way to do it. And the only way to do it. It's not about learning a system. It's not about working with that coach. It's not about, you know, anything outside of you. Nothing outside of you is a source of your success or your happiness, especially in your business. It needs to come from you. And I've learned this the hard way so many times. And that's why when I work with my clients, it's so much about helping you to create your system, not following a system. That's why I call myself a sales consultant. Yes, I'm a coach and of course I'm a mentor, but I say consultant because ultimately it's your business. It is your baby. And what works for her and her may not work for you. So we need to figure out what your strategy is. And once you decide after me giving you a smorgasbord of options, which one feels best, I'm here to provide so many tools to help you back that up, even in group settings. And I want you in a group setting because again, I want you to feel the community support and be surrounded by women that motivate you, inspire you, uplift you, and are there to support you and celebrate you. Because when you start having $10,000 days, $20,000 days, $50,000 days, the people that you used to work with as employees are going to say, wow, you're really lucky. Go you. That's great for you. But you know, <laughs> no, I want you to be around women are like, hell yeah. Cheers to your 10K day. I know you have 20K in you and I can't wait to celebrate with that. Like all of this is for you, but of course, hashtag give her more, right? Like that's what we do. That's what it's about. So I'd love to encourage you, if you are in this phase of transitioning, perhaps you already did, and you're like, Cynthia, I need to make sure I get this up and running so that I don't have to go back. Maybe again, you're thinking about taking that leap. Or again, you can even remember being there. And this conversation is just fun to think about the memories, but you're fully committed and you're ready to truly get to that six figures and beyond. I want to invite you to an amazing workshop that I'm having. It's actually starting on August 7th. It's going to be live. We don't host these very often. The last one that we had was in April. Um, and I do that on purpose because when we're together, I want it to be very intentional. Um, I want to make sure you know that it's something that we really prep and that we're here to support you with. I'm very conscious of our time together. You can always make more money. You can't make more time. So I want to make sure we make the most of our time. And so we are going to be hosting the four steps to six-figure sales, everything you need to know. And I like simple, very simple, step-by-step-by-step-by-step, step step what it takes to achieve six figures in your online business. That way you can know that you can do this. You don't have to go back to the corporate position. You can fully leap into doing this. I want to support you in helping your clients because that's how I create my ripple effect. That is my God-given purpose. If you know you have it in you to be an amazing coach and you know that you are here to get people results and that you're so much more for you than just being under a corporation of somebody else's brand, then I want you to realize that you can do this. But having the right strategies, the right systems, knowing the right mindset and having something that's so simple, that's what I live for again. Sales are sexy and simple and they're, they're sexy because they are simple. I'm here to show you how easy it can be. So I'd love to invite you to that, but also too, if you know, like, okay, Cynthia, I've been listening to you for a while. 
Um, I'm definitely going to check out, you know, the complimentary free workshop that you're hosting the four steps to six figures, but also I'm just like really interested in working with you. I want to remind you as you're listening to this live, um, in August, we are going to be taking a permanent price increase to the IFB sales Academy, the IFB sales Academy. Oh my gosh, my heart and soul has gone into this program. And if you really resonate with this show in particular, this is the program for you. It's really to help you to achieve six figures this year in your online business, because it's your turn mama. All right. I know you're scrolling your feed and you can see her celebrating her six figure year. Some people's six figure months, like it is your turn. It is your turn. And I'm here on this planet to support you in doing that. So this six month program is still in early adopter pricing. We launched it back in April and had so many women come join us getting results. And of course, when you get your clients results, there's going to create demand uh, because of the validation. And that's when you're going to raise your prices. And I'll be teaching you about that on the inside. But uh, we decided to still offer this. Um, we are going to be gifting one-on-one sessions with me until everybody, until our, the end of our August event. So you can still claim that for yourself. But this is everything you need, everything, the mindset, my goodness, the sales strategies, the um, how to set up the right structure so you can have that time freedom, making sure that you know exactly what to do and feel supported by having live Q&As, by having um, daily questions that you can ask in our community, feeling support from your girls, the other IFBs in there, not just from me, my team as well, having accountability calls with you, all the things that you need to feel supported, to be able to create that income, to create that impact and to have that, that absolute freedom that we dream of that you deserve. This is the program for you. So you can see both links in the description to either join us um, at the complimentary workshop, four steps to six figure sales, or to come and join us directly into the IFB Sales Academy. So I just want to remind you, price is going up um, in the August, uh, at the end of the August workshop. And at the same time, um, one-on-one sessions are going to be available through August. So come reach out to us. If you have any questions, any questions, I want to encourage you to join our Facebook group. That link will be there too, called Sales is Sexy and Simple with Cynthia Stant. And as soon as you come in there, you're going to find Karina. Karina is my ride or die, my right hand. She's in there to answer any questions that you have and to see if it's the right fit. Okay. Because we're not here to just take anyone, right? We want to make sure that it's the right fit, that we can support you in getting results to make sure your mindset's there, to make sure you know your why, and that we can really help you and you have the right business that we are able to support to get to that six figures. So reach out to us. We're here for you. And we can't wait to have you join IFB Sales Academy to come and, you know, get a taste of what it's like at our free event or to connect with us directly. Let us know what you thought about today. Thank you so much for leaving your reviews. I read every single review for sharing the show with a friend um, and for making sure that you subscribe as well. I love you so much. And I just can't believe this podcast has gone to where it's at, but it's because of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You mean the world to me and you can do this. If I can do this, I'm not a superhuman. You can do this too. And just remember, there's always somebody out there. I'd love to be that person to help you to get there as well. Acknowledge it, embrace it, see it through. Thank you for listening to the Inner Feminine Beast podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I check my reviews every week and each one truly does mean so much. So thank you. And also, if you want to keep the conversation going, be sure to visit my website, innerfemininebeast.com to join our communities. And so you can also connect with women who are on the same journey. I can't wait to see you on the inside.